I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Monday. Okay, Super Bowl update. We'll start with that. Rams are now minus four with a little extra vig. That means there's been Cincinnati money starting on Thursday, trickling in. Movement towards Cincinnati. Rams favored by four over the Bengals. The Pro Bowl, right? Boring, maybe. But the steam won both on the AFC and the over. And, man, did you see the ratings? There's a story there. And then we heard Houston, Lovey Smith is in. 47% against the spread in his career. Not great. Here comes the 4-Hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, baby. And a lot of the FSR team in L.A. And it's awesome and I love that we're broadcasting from Vague. We're like the outpost saying, okay, there's no betting in California, but there's betting here, baby. And all week, this is Super Bowl week, and we'll be breaking down the game, our bets. I'm probably going to give you a prop bet, an RJ special, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's all five days of the week, one prop in each day. It'll be a little portfolio of five. I don't want to say sure things. <clears throat> Close. No, but let's just say this. I expect to make a profit. I expect I am not uncertain. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. A lot of questions, a lot of buzz about this guy. I have an email I'm going to read later about AJ. Or it was a tweet. I can't remember. But he is the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman. Thanks, RJ. You've piqued my curiosity on a day where the Bengals' money pushed back over the weekend for really the first time since this matchup's been announced. The Dolphins and Texans both hire head coaches, leaving only one job open. And the AFC beats the NFC in a high-scoring Pro Bowl. What is the Vegas lead? Do you want me to just read the tweet? It is a tweet. I have it okay. right here. It's from uh, Fred G124. <laughs> What's funny about that? I mean, it's the guy who named it that, McKenzie. RJ, AJ missed the show Friday. Doesn't he love us? Signed the audience. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I, do you have any. That was in question. Well, I mean, well, are you saying it should have been obvious that you don't love the, the I th- audience? I thought it would be obvious that since I moved out here to Vegas, I've yet to miss a single day of work. The chalk, the chalk comes in, baby. The chalk comes yeah. in. <laughs> hey, I, listen. People are saying, I didn't say it. I knew you wouldn't say <laughs> I it. Mean, what? I well, mean, whoever Fred, that disappearing ink that Fred wrote with. <laughs> what do you mean? I had it memorized. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The Las Vegas lead today 
And we'll talk for a minute or two about how your weekend was. All right. Uh, you know, talk a little UFC. But the Vegas League today, obviously the Super Bowl, but specifically what has been the movement in the betting market? Well, Mattress Mac uh, put down a big chunk of change on the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, yeah, we reported that Friday. Uh, oh, okay. I wasn't here. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Amongst others. But the uh, the line now down between four and a half and four. But the, like you said, since Thursday, money has trickled in for really the first time on the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. So the first question is, is this coming from, the, is this a reaction of the mattress back money. And just to recap that, a guy out of Houston, and he does these mattress, or he does what? Uh, furniture. furniture sales. Yep. And he'll do things like, okay, if such and such happens, and originally it was like the Astros winning the World yes. Series. But this was back before the Astros. I don't want to I don't know if it was before the cheating or before the whatever, you know, before they were good. And it was a long, you know, like 100 to 1 or whatever. Sure. But then in one of those years, it was a long shot. Houston, the Astros were right on the cusp of winning it. And what Mattress Mac did was he hedged, right? He came to Vegas and said, well, what happened? when do I lose? I lose if Houston wins. So I'm going to bet on Houston to hedge the exposure. And he's done that numerous times. And then the Bengals became his promotion. Mackenzie, what was the exact terms of that promotion? Spend three thousand dollars or less at gallery furniture. Three thousand or less? Up to three thousand okay. is free to you if the Bengals win the championship. Yeah, at I don't think furniture. they were promoting spend uh, three thousand or less. <laughs> they probably said spend as much as you want and you'll get three thousand up to three thousand back. You're much better at promoting than I. Am. Yeah. And what and what was the uh, when did he start offering that? He started the same day that he did the bet last Thursday. Oh, what? So you're saying they were in the Super Bowl, and he gave them that promotion? Yep. Okay, now hold on a second. This is crazy. Because let's say the Bengals have uh, minus 200, uh, but it, you know the line's even lower than that if you think about the no-vig line. So it's like, one of the, it's like a 35% chance, we'll right. say. Oh, is that? I mean, yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, I've been here with you for a while. I've, you and Fez. Have, no, it was like you were like Fez. There, you were like, "That's correct. That's correct." Oh no! Like the professor is okay. Yeah. So in that range, and that must mean, and he's going to give them up to three thousand back. So if I go spend three thousand, I mean, if the Bengals win, I get all my furniture or that furniture for free. Yep. And if they lose, I get nothing except the furniture. So that means I'm getting effectively about thirty-five percent. Of a discount. Okay, I can see that. That's interesting because, in a way, it's like 35% off. Sure. That's what he's saying. Because if he hedges it properly, if it wins or loses, it's going to be the same result to him, and it's going to cost him about thirty-five cents on the dollar. And this is a little bit different than what he normally does, because normally he's got a, a, a game where it's close to a pick'em. And is it, and is it a game, or is it? A, he does this on games too. He does it on games. Sometimes he's oh. done it on uh, the college football championships before. He'll do it on series. But if he feels like it's kind of a coin toss, he did it on an election. If your party wins the election, you could say like you'll get this money back. So basically, so he play it to both you sides. Would, you would get to go in you get and, to and effectively choose. See, now that's it. You got to wonder if he's bookmaking there. It kind of is. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm sure they could have. But that's interesting, too. So, he took it from, I thought it made a ton of sense when he was doing it months ahead, and it was the home team. Sure. You know, that kind of makes sense. But the idea of doing it 
when the two teams are decided, making the Bengals, who are the underdog, effectively about two to one, it's like, wow. So that is sharp. Now, it's interesting. You were saying last election he did, and this is Mattress Mac out of Houston, uh, a big furniture guy. He did it where you could come in and pick which side of the choose, election. Yeah, choose, choose, if your party wins. Well, that's, you know, that that's insidious because here's why. If I remember, and Mackenzie, you might remember this. I know at different points, Biden, you know, it was about Pickham for a while, Biden and Trump. And then after one of the debates, it went to Biden being a pretty significant favorite. Do you remember what it was at the look at it? What was the top? Because uh, there's going to be like a real uh, clear politics average that, that's in a chart form that will show over time. Show me the wide margin there. Because, yeah, there it is. So, what was it the high point Biden was? Uh, 66%? Okay. So, that's comparable. But here's the thing about this one. He's forcing you to take the Bengals, right? See, that's wild. If he allowed you to take the Democrats, you're getting effectively a two out of of three chance yourself. So, that means you're getting like 66% off the furniture. How could he have done that? You also have to remember who the audience he's yeah. going after is. Yeah. And well, in, in Texas, but still, it was sure. like fifty-two, forty-eight, or yeah. right? in Texas was. Well, tight. in Houston, in particular, is a, a blue like Harris County is a blue county. Oh, that'd be funny if, if like the hillbillies came in, and but, but I guess they'd be like <laughs> voting. For, he was like, "Hey, the traffic's get in from the outer burbs. Everyone, come on in and, and put your money on the Republicans." Well, listen, the guy's got gambling in his heart. And I think it's more I think about it, it's a fascinating concept. Because if you say one third off your furniture, people aren't that excited about it, right? Because there's a lot of furniture one third off sure. or whatever. But if you're saying if the Bengals win, you're watching this game, you get your furniture for free, that feels bigger. But it's not effectively bigger. And most people, you know, like obviously you did the calculation, 35% chance. Most people just think, oh, it's like within a touchdown, it's got to be a pretty close game. Most, most yeah. people, nobody's expecting a blowout. It's not like 49ers Chargers or something. So people are saying, well, it means I got a coin flip chance of getting my furniture for free. And then Matt goes out and does a money line bet on the Bengals. Which so, is the hedge. Right. So he's going to get, if the Bengals win, he'll, he'll have a nice return himself. Well, yeah, in theory, he's going to make it where if either happens, he's going to lose the same amount. Yes. And that's what a hedge is. And it allows people to do business they couldn't do otherwise. As we talked about last week, AJ, you weren't here, is last Friday, we were talking about how in, let's say that you're Taco Bell and you have a bunch of tortillas or let's say beans that you have as part of the Mexican food. Well, if you know how many beans you're going to need in three months, you can hedge the price on them and it gives you price certainty that you're not the beans aren't going to soar and it's going to hurt your bottom line. It costs you a little bit of transaction cost to hedge, but boy, it can allow you to do business you can't do otherwise. Mattress Mac doing that here. The question is, as we turn to look forward, did this line movement, was it driven by that money? I say no. My, what's your thought? Oh, my, I was going to ask you the question. Is it the four and a half? Is that the number where there, there was clear value and it starts pushing back to four, which is a semi-key number we've talked about? Well, until here's the basic premise of the spread. It's, there's a theory which I learned, and it was prevalent when I was in college in the early 90s, which is the efficient market theory. And the efficient market theory is the idea that all known information is built into the current pricing, 
And once new information comes out, the pricing will adjust accordingly. Oh, look, it's minus four. Oh, look, so-and-so is not playing. Oh, maybe it should go to four and a half. That kind of thing. And the market movement is sentiment of those that make up the market. And the thing about those who make up the market is, it's not like a Democratic voting thing like the election. Everyone gets one vote. Here, if I bet $1,000 and AJ bets $10,000, well, let's flip that. If I bet $10,000 and AJ bets $1,000, I got 10 votes, he's got one. And if you bet $10, well, you've got 100th, I guess, in that case, of a vote. So, to me, it, I'm not saying democracy should be like this, but I want the guy betting 100000 to have more votes than the guy betting $10. And not only that, but the books, the sports books, book faces is what it's called. Is oh look, I'm, this is a good tease. Book and faces, what is it? I'll tell you. But we've got breaking news out of L.A. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Adam Schefter has just reported that the New Orleans Saints are promoting defensive coordinator Dennis Allen to be their new head coach. Back to you. Isaac Lowenkron. I was so startled by the news. I'm like, it's here. Go to LA. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. But we're back straight out of Vegas. So, huh. What do you think of this, AJ? Any thoughts? I, I mean, and, and we'll we'll get into the uh, the the coaching hires today. But this is something that they that has been kind of talked about. That uh, that was the direction. Well, we got breaking news now. What's your thoughts now? My thoughts are that Dennis Allen is a, a, someone who's going to kind of keep the ship rolling as it was. I still think that their personnel is in a their and their salary cap situations in a situation where it's tough. Yeah, see that I think you're wrong about that. Okay, and, and here's why. I mean, you've I, talked about it being better at kicking the can down the road than anybody. Well, see, that's the thing is. PFF did something recently, and it's probably something we're going to want to spend some time on, in which they did some analysis and said, okay, what is the draft capital that each team has, and what is the current cap situation? Because really, how can you help your team? You can spend more money, free agents, or you got draft choices. And they combined those two into an index, and they said, okay, who's got a lot of one, who's got a lot of the other? And then they actually compared it to how they did this season and the number of wins. And you could see like some teams had a horrible season, and they don't have any money. That's like the worst thing, right? And other teams had a good season, and they have money. So let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll get into the Dennis Allen higher. And then we'll also maybe do a quick kind of sojourn, we'll call it. A little French for you. I don't speak French. I eat French freedom fries is what okay. I personally yeah, yeah. But <laughs> And we'll take a look-see around, and what we're going to see is, which are the teams that have the most ammunition for the offseason, which teams don't. And I think we're going to find out the Saints are better off than people think. It's coming up next, but first, he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at some of the NFL coaching hires as all open vacancies are now full. Yes, Dennis Allen in 
with the Saints and uh, the Houston Texans with a hire. AJ's going to have with his disdain. Some of you may or may not know, he had his press pass revoked when he was a member of the Houston media. You might say, well, what was he? Some bloggers? No. He was the <laughs> freaking programming director for ESPN Houston. And they said, no, thank you. We don't need any of your press. I mean, how bad How bad did you have to be for that to happen? I don't know, but I can tell you. They when I say they bad, I mean harsh to the team. They wouldn't be giving it, they wouldn't give it back to me after this hire. I can tell you that. You, 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 <laughs> do, you do know this is... It's like most local guys get crushed because they're such homers. Yeah. And your point was, I'm going to do the complete opposite. I never got crushed. I'm going to be so bad against my hometown team that they're going to revoke my press pass. When people would call me a homer on Twitter, literally all of my following would come after them. Are you insane? Like, (laughs) so in a way, it's a badge of honor. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll accept it. If like making the billion dollar business in your hometown mad at you. I mean, again, you know, a lot of people in Vegas. Rally against Dana White. Oh, wait, no one does. Okay. It is. <laughs> I mean, why would you when he's got billions and he's spreading the money around? But again, we wouldn't, if you weren't like that, we wouldn't get you. Well, he appreciate it. Because you'd probably be like, you know, who knows, like on TV every day. I'd be another one of these guys say, great hire by the Texans, great hire. <laughs> we know that's not coming up. And some of that is why we're the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you, though. We appreciate the support so much. How can you support us? Eh, spread the word. Send me various foods. I'm fine with any of that. Right? But spreading the word's good enough. Tell your friends, and we'll keep working extra hard to make the show worthwhile for both sports fans and sports batters. And even those that are both. You know, a lot of a lot of people seem like they're both, but they're not. They're just batters. And I'm fine with that too. But I like the guys that have a heart when they bet. Especially if they're betting against me. You listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 66 degrees and neon is pumping. All right, RJ. In the last 24 hours, the last three coaching vacancies were filled. The Dolphins go outside the organization and hire 49ers OC Mike McDaniel. The All Texans right, so and States. One, let's go one at a time. Okay. Which I'm gonna, we're going to start with my first, and we're not going to try to be comprehensive about every angle on it. So. We'll just try to give one sentence. I'm going to start a new thing. One sentence takes or something. Where we just get the core point out, right? So the first one we were going through was Mike McDaniel, Dolphins uh, hire the 49ers offensive coordinator. My first thought is this: it's it can't be an upgrade, can it? I would say no. I mean, I mean, you are going offense from defense, so maybe if you feel like that was what you needed to prioritize. Except here's the thing about all this, because there has been a preponderance of offensive coaches hired. And the rationale is simple. is Offense is the hot commodity in the NFL, coaching. Because why? Because it's easier to score than it is to defend. And that's being... If you have an elite offense and a below-average defense, you can be a top-four team. You can be a Super Bowl winner. If you have an elite defense and a below-average offense, you barely make the playoffs. I mean, you could just see it. I mean, think about the Steelers' uh, last three years, really. Every year, this year, not quite as elite on defense. But even after the 11-game winning streak, the year before, to start the season, team ended up being what? Eighth, ninth, tenth best team in the league, maybe? And that was an elite Defense. So the theory is get a guy on the right side of the ball that's more important. But then there's another theory, which is if you have a hot OC, 
they get gobbled up year one. I mean, Joe Brady out of uh, Carolina is the exception, right? He went backwards, right? Which is interesting. I'd like to really understand what happened there. As in, I know there was a conflict with Carolina and Rule, but about running the ball, and Rule wanted to run more, and Brady didn't. But I, don't, I would have thought he would have been in high demand as an OC somewhere. I would have else. thought so as well. So to be a quarterback coach, even though it's for the Bills, a very smart team, that is a he was on. He would have been a top five head coaching prospect a year ago. There were people when he got hired to be the OC in Carolina from the, the LSU Tigers that thought he could have gotten a, a head coaching job straight out of LSU for that, Ooh. which would have been a big jump. Yeah, but too Yeah, that but there was a college head coaching it, job. Sorry. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah that, college head coaching. Oh, job. I think for sure, right? Because I mean, being an OC in the NFL. Is better than probably. Ha- That's an interesting question. How many college jobs, head coaching jobs, are better than being an OC in the NFL? I'm thinking less than 50. I'd say probably 50 is the number that came in my head. So, yeah. Yeah. and I'm not talking pure money here as much as you know status and because if you think about it, an ability to grow your your brand, like to become a bigger commodity and go up to the next level. Yeah, because that's an interesting question. Like the University of Houston right now, where would you say they're what about 50? They're about maybe? 50. Yeah. Okay. What's the head coach get there? You know? I don't know off the top of my head. Because anymore. I know the I know the OCs are making like two million. I think the average OC makes a little less than two million a year in the NFL. So I'm. I'm thinking Houston's head coach makes more than Dana that. Holgerson makes about three point six a year. Okay, so that's interesting. Maybe it's more towards seventy five then, if we're talking pure money. But the theory is the OC job in the NFL or DC gets you a chance to be a head coach, and that's with you know big money. I don't know, but either way, is Brady was hot, hot, hot. Now he's not, not, not. I don't know what it's about. We'll find out with the reporting. I'm sure. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. And the theory is, if the O.C. gets gobbled up, now you got to do it again. you got to figure out the next right. guy. To, but if you have, let's say, Shanahan as the O.C. for San Fran, then it, who's effectively the O.C.? The guy who's running your offense is your head coach. And it can be a quarterback coach, effectively, who's the O.C. That's what he's doing. Even and That's assuming the head coach isn't really mentoring the quarterback, which happens sometimes. And that's what's fascinating. A lot of these hires... Are, have been from the Andy Reid tree, right? Peterson, who's mm-hmm. now swung back around, and uh, Nagy at Chicago, is they weren't playing, calling plays. So it's like if you're hiring someone because they're so good as a coordinator, but they're not really a coordinator, what sense does that make? And I would make the case here at San Fran, and we'll go to our resident expert on the 49ers, cousin of Kyle Shanahan. Yes, Mackenzie Rivers. Mr. I'm thinking about calling Mr. Mackenzie Rivers because his first name is M and his last name is R. Mr. You get it? Yeah, I get that. Uh-huh. And then he can sign he could have a logo with just an MR. Like kind of like the TB12 thing, but his is just MR and then yeah, off, but of, TB off of the R. It doesn't stand for anything by itself. Off of the R you could make like a stream that looks like a river. Okay, okay. But let's go back to your thought of TV 12. You see what I did? I just meant the logo. Like how he's oh, got the, the logo. Yeah. You mean any initials? In the yeah. Lo- okay. That's AJ Hoffman getting back from his three day weekend. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Mackenzie, MR, what are we thinking when it comes to the responsibilities of the former OC? He did not call plays with the 49ers. In fact, it was only the last year that he was the offensive coordinator. Before that, he was a run game coordinator. That's really his calling card. Unique. 
you know, creative running plays, which we saw throughout the, his time yeah, with the but 49ers. He, but, that, but, I mean, let's be honest, that's coming from the Shanahan system. I mean, is he truly innovating things in the run game that Shanahan didn't teach him? No, and he's been with Shanahan, not even Kyle. Mike Shanahan hired him as an intern in 2005. All right, let's use the name, please. Mike McDaniel was hired as a ball boy for the Broncos and was an intern wait, for wait, them back in 2005. Minute. You were a ball boy with the Broncos. He was. He was the no, class I'm saying before you me. were. Exactly. Are, are you hearing me right now? One, two, one, two. Are you hearing me? Yes, he's it, also an alum of the ball boy Broncos. Were you there at the same time? Yes, but he was an intern by that point. Did, did this make you feel really bad? It's funny because he went to Yale too. Wait and now a he's minute. making millions. Wait a minute. Wait now he's a making minute. millions. And I bet he can hear the questions being asked. I'm, I'm guessing if he was ever asked on air, what do you think? Yes. Yes. His verbal quality is amazing. <laughs> he also worked. He I, he worked in Houston for a while with the Texans under Kubiak, which is basically did working you, under Mike Shanahan. Did you make him angry too? I did not make him angry. Okay. No. Was that a choice or just randomly? Uh, I think at the time he like. No one ever made fun of offensive assistants on the air. It was everything got blamed on Gary Kubiak. So it was. So you figure the guy that it's the Kubiak system that some call it. You said I got to make fun of that yes. guy. That a whole yeah, yeah. like a third of the NFL was running his system. Right. Yeah. He deserves screw. Kubiak system, which is basically the Shanahan system. It just goes down the line. Okay, so what we've learned so far is our producer, we'll call it Mackenzie Rivers, went to Yale, and Mike McDaniel went to Yale. Yes. One is more successful was, now than the was, other. He was a ball boy at the same time, within a couple years of Mackenzie Rivers. And now, how much is he making, McDaniel, at Miami? I'm assuming, what, five mil probably? I guess. Yeah. You, you, do, you, do you feel like you maybe, like, at that point where you guys both were in the same position in life, he just took it more serious than you? He, he had something that I didn't. Let's call it heart. Okay. <laughs> okay. He actually is now making 142 times more a year than McKenzie. <laughs> oh, that's a strong number. <laughs> so that means in two days, he makes as much as you, McKenzie, in a year. That seems about right. But I think you're getting a raise. I think a good 5% at some point. Yes. <laughs> so those those calculations <laughs> they'll be reset. Yeah, you need to be you know, just check back in every quarter. We'll give you an update. Yeah, salary's not known for Mike McDaniel, so know, we have to guesstimate. But you know the thing is, give him McKenzie some credit. He's worked his way up. We kind of had the Belichickian, hey, when you walk in the door, you better be ready to sleep on a cot kind of thing. And most people don't make it past that stage, but ones that do, we try to, you know, really reward. And he's, you know, he sells picks now. He's a premium content provider. Let me tell you that. Uh, seriously, another nice revenue stream. So we'll say from your base because you're doing a lot better than that. But I like to make it seem like I'm cheap because I'm not. I'm I call it frugal. <laughs> we're straight out of Vegas. Okay, go ahead. The other two, the other two jobs that were filled hired from within uh, the Texans promoting. All right, go ahead. Uh, defensive coordinator Lovey Smith. Let's talk about that. One. Okay. So just to wrap up the uh, the OC stuff is it's weird to me to hire OCs that don't have the responsibilities of OCs. If McDaniel was the run game coordinator 14 months ago, who are you hiring? The run game coordinator. There's a lot of people who Eric Bieniemy last year was obviously a hot name, and then the the argument against Eric Bieniemy was, well, Eric Bieniemy's not running an Eric Bieniemy offense. He, Andy Reid is in charge of that offense. Well, you know so what people are screaming right now. Oh, of course, but which is it, what it, it, that Eric Bieniemy's black. They don't want to hire a black guy. Or compared to, and obviously a part of the narrative here, or at least the discussion, is that. But I think it's the fact that Peterson. 
right? Hired by the Eagles wasn't calling plays, right? Right. And and Nagy wasn't calling plays. So if the two white guys that get hired with under Andy Reid for not calling play, but not calling plays, why would it be a problem for Bianami? Right. Right. So I I think that there seems to be, and I don't want to repeat. You know, to me, to say something as if it's true, if it's a rumor, is bad. But to ignore rumors when you can make it clear it's a rumor isn't good, right? I think we, you know, this we have adults listening, right? Is if we say the the scuttlebutt is that Bianami, there's something else there. If it's interviewing bad, if it's whatever, it, it seems incongruent. It doesn't make a ton of sense, the, the trouble he's had, taking that next step. I'm not saying it's justified, meaning I'm not saying the team's not hiring him or right not to, but I'm saying there is a sense, and I'm guessing you've caught this, where there's kind of like, I, I, there are whispers so low, you don't even hear the details, but there are whispers about him in the media. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. Okay, so... All right, so we're going to finish up running through the vacancies that's been filled. First, though, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm AJ Hoffman. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, so as we finish up, the whole idea of the OC, there's a flip side to that, which is the OCs are in demand right now, which means there could be a market inefficiency that there's elite coaches on the defensive side. So right now, if you're picking an OC to be your head coach, you might get the fourth best OC, at least as it's perceived by the market. If you're picking a defensive guy, you might be getting the first best. So let's agree, all things equal, maybe the OC is the better choice, but is it better to take the fifth OC or the first DC? It's an interesting thing, and this is what Billy Bean did with Moneyball, finding out what everyone cared about, and then finding things that matter that people don't care enough about. Yeah, and six of the nine head coach hirings were offensive coaching hires, but I do think that it depends on where you're at you know, with your roster. The, one, the most confusing one to me was the Bears hiring a defensive guy to be their head coach when they've got a young quarterback that they're looking to groom. You'd think you'd want to throw all your assets into grooming Justin Fields because yeah. if you don't, you're never going anywhere anyway. But in a, you know, there's a, there's also that uh, Wade Phillips approach where the Rams hired a young offensive-minded head coach, and then they said, "Okay, senior former head coach that can run the defense. You run that side of the ball. Give him a couple of years to learn how to be a coach, and then at a certain point." Wait, Mr. Phillips, thank you for your time. And then bringing in the young guy, who Staley. Obviously, it was a good hire because he was gone in a year. And that, that was an example of a defensive star getting snapped sure. up. You had a comment, though, about uh, specifically the Dolphins. Yeah, Mike McDaniel, one thing that, that a lot of people haven't discussed openly but because there's some controversy about it, but Mike McDaniel identifies as a, a biracial man. So he is a person of color. So there's a controversy. What's that? Well, there were some people saying, well, he's not a black guy. Okay. And, and, he, and they were be saying that they would be saying that about McKenzie about well no 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 being biracial like Barack Obama is biracial by by his identification yeah. by I think by logic is are people saying there wasn't a black president that, I mean, what I'm saying is that I mean maybe crazy people but I think I mean, that would be a controversial thing to say if you said it to, to say that, that if, to say there wasn't one okay yeah well I think it would be beyond I mean it's like saying there's uh, the world is flat I mean is that yes. controversial or is that just wrong it's just wrong okay I mean because I believe I mean listen I love edgy theories I'm not saying conspiracy but I like people that buck convention but even you believe the world is round 
listen, I can't see over the horizon. Right? <laughs> I could, even with a telescope. So what's causing that? I'm just using logic here. That's right. Mackenzie, what's your take on this uh, situation with the controversy, as our uh, Houston representative, AJ, calls it? It's an interesting cross-section of racial dynamics in America. Mike McDaniel looks... Can, can we record that? And then just whenever I ask you a question, we'll make that the answer? Mike McDaniel looks a lot like my brother, who has the same dad and mom as I do. It just... Shuffle of the cards, he came out a lot lighter than I did. Mike McDaniel's dad is black. He's black in my book. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, what I'm saying is I can't imagine what would be the counter to that, right? Because if it was pure aesthetics, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's very rare for someone to say, well, you look white, you are white, but that's what's happening tacitly here. Dead's been writing a huge thousand-word article without actually asking the man or looking well, at his Well, first off, is a thousand words huge? That's two pages. <laughs> in my generation, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a minute. <laughs> I mean, when, in fourth grade, when you got an assignment to write a thousand words, maybe it was huge. I don't think for a professional writer. <laughs> but again, I'm not sure Deadspin has professional writers. So, I mean, we'll just you know leave it at that. All right. Let's take our first break. No, let's take our last break. Uh, yes, that's true. Let's take our last. Uh, listen, the show has been so good. It, it was almost like that break didn't happen. <laughs> what you're not going to want to miss coming up is I'm giving my first of five prop bet best bets for free. Next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Before we get to R.J.'s best bet, Whoa, first wait, one wait, of the a week. Best bet? We have first How one much are we charging? Free 99. First one of the week. First of many. Free 99? What's that mean? That's what the kids say when it doesn't cost a thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> do, they still, do they still say, uh, I dig it? I, I think so. Did they say AE like the Fonz? Uh, no. He was cool. He was cool. I think I think the Fonz transcends time. I don't think he. you can be cool at one point if you're the Fonz and not at another. No, I think he. I don't think. If he, the Fonz walked onto the MTV set right now, he'd be cool. You think so? Except if it was Henry Winkler with the like the three chins. That that's what problem. I'm talking about. I don't think he's cool anymore. You know, Stallone in Rocky Five, he wore a sweater the whole movie that covered up like up past his mouth on. <laughs> but then, but then he, you know, he, he allegedly got surgery and everything was fine. Allegedly. Yeah. So if you ever need a facelift, AJ, just wear a sweater. Hi. A turtleneck. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll do. All right, so yes, a best bet's coming up. But we'll look at these uh, look at these head coaching hires. We mentioned the Dolphins hiring Mike McDaniel. The other two hire from within and hire defense from within. The, let's start with the Texans. Lovey Smith, the hire for the Texans. We got a little feedback for you, AJ, okay. on, on Twitter. It says, "This is the AJ. You hate Joe Burrow." <laughs> and he says, RJ needs to understand how badly you spoke of him for years. Loving Tua, loving Lawrence. Now it's Herbert, hating on Joe, even after seeing all he did at LSU until now. SMH, whatever that means. It means shake my head. 
they're disappointed he, in me. And this is Riz St. Germain. Hey, by the way, at RJ in Vegas, if you have anything negative to say about AJ, it will get red. <laughs> anything negative about me, we're going to assume... It's lost in the ether. It's going to be assumed it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, why would we put wrong information out there? I've admitted that I was wrong on Joe Burrow. I, but were you a hater of Burrow? I, I, was a, I wasn't a hater. I was a doubter in Joe Burrow. Yeah, you said you. There's a big difference. You said you were canceling your free subscription to the Athletic because they had them 14 under the year. I did not cancel it. I still have the. You said hate mail to Mike Sand. I did not. Okay. Last thing, and this comes from a guy named Football Jesus. I mean, I'll be candid. A very well-known guy on gambling Twitter. And I, I, I mean, listen, he's a fan of mine. I think it's fair to say. Oh, that's sweet. But he said. Some very I can't find it right now, but it was some variation of we the, we didn't miss anything when AJ was gone, kind of thing. Oh, what do you think of that? Well, um, I would I wish him the best. What, no, go say what you said off air. Be just have some guys. I, I, the guys his thing says sports betting and rate yeah. professional broadcast. So it sounds like he's doing all the things that I do for a living for fun, and and he doesn't like me for that Ooh, reason. Oh, so you're saying it's jealousy? I think that could be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little hating. He's treating me like Joe Burrow. Hey, listen, I'm I, I'm presenting this with no editorial comment. I'm just I think it's only fair to you to read it to the nation and let you respond. I'm curious your thoughts on the Lovey Smith hiring. Has not had a winning season since 2012. There's nothing on Twitter about that. Oh wait, okay. Now hold on a second. How many years did he coach since? Well, 2012? he coached uh, two two full seasons in the uh, in in the NFL and then coached in college for six seasons. Uh, zero winning seasons in, in college Illinois, right? at Illinois. Okay, I think. It it was a, a, a another. I mean, to be honest, could be another downgrade. It sounds like it. It could be. They went from. They talked about Josh. Uh, Josh McCown hiring him, who has zero coaching experience. And, and, and Mike, uh, Michael Lombardi made a good point, friend of the show. He said, if you're even considering a coach who doesn't have coaching experience, you're pretty much saying we devalue the head coach. We don't think the head coach is important. Which means you think someone else is making decisions good enough that it doesn't matter what the coach does. Well, and I've said that about the Texans think. for and a time. And there's often GMs that want to be a coach. And this is going to be, you know what, this is more of a topic for tomorrow, but yeah. we, Nick Casario, who you had a lot of respect for working under so. Belichick for a long time, you can't, you can't tell me you thought that Nick Casario, after 20 years in New England, would come to Houston and say, my first two coaching hires, David Culley and Lovey Smith. Well, but there's different criteria, though. We'll get to this tomorrow. You know, it's interesting. AJ left me an extra read. We're going to do it to you. No more reads today, because you <laughs> left me an extra one on Friday. And you're figuring, I'm hosting by myself, like a rare thing. Let's give him extra, extra things. Wasn't my intent. There was no concern about it. But it's okay. Here's the best bet. It's simple. You can bet who's going to get more yards. The Bengals or the Rams. Now, I lean Bengals for the game, for the game with the spread. But I like the Rams here. And the reason being that let's assume the spread is right, four and a half. Well, history tells us, and we look back the last three years, that for every four and a half yards of gained offense, you usually win by a point. So that's the way it equates out. And if you look at the Rams, they're so much better, so much better getting yards than they are scoring points. And I'm talking about on the season. So if you have to ask yourself, what's the chance of the Rams winning by points? And what's the chance of the Rams winning by yards? The chance of the Rams winning by 
yards is better, and you can get it at minus 160, which is cheaper than the price on the game. Best bet, Rams, more yards. If you missed any of today's show, including... Some good emails about AJ critiques from the audience. <laughs> yeah, and please don't send those anymore. You can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!